It's Alum Group's Andrea Lay, Packview's Melissa Burdick, special guest Jackie Donowski from Flywheel, and I'm PVSB, also from Flywheel. Before we get to the CPG Guys episode you've downloaded, it's the week of May 13th, and it's time for the Fresh Four. Four curated news stories from the past week. We find them polyhistorically intriguing. We hope you do too. They're brought to you through our partnership with Retail Wit, your one-stop shop for retail industry intelligence and news. Retailwit.com. It's retail right now. Jackie, kick us off, would you? Disney Advertising and Walmart Connect to bring closed-loop attribution to streaming advertisers. Well, hello there, Fresh Boy listeners. Disney Advertising and Walmart Connect have solidified an agreement to bring the retailer's industry-leading audience solutions and measurement to Disney's addressable streaming inventory. The collaboration will enable enhanced audience targeting and outcome-based measurements for brand campaigns across Disney's streaming portfolio, including Hulu and Disney+. Connecting Walmart's customer insights with Disney's proprietary audience graph will help advertisers reach their desired audiences and measure the impact of their campaigns through closed-loop attribution. Thanks, Jackie. Andrea, over to you. Hello, Fresh 4 listeners. NBC Universal and Instacart link up to bring retail media opportunities to TV. NBC Universal and Instacart are expanding their existing partnership to include a new retail media workstream that will enable Instacart's CPG advertisers to connect with consumers via NBC Universal's streaming and linear television content. In late 2023, the companies teamed up to include access to NBC Universal's streaming platform Peacock as part of the Instacart Plus membership package. Now, with this new first-party data collaboration, advertisers will be able to reach consumers through NBC Universal's content and measure the impact of their campaigns by leveraging ad exposure and purchase data from Instacart. Thank you, Andrea. Melissa, what do you have for us? Amazon has announced a new country that they're opening up. Amazon has announced that it will launch a new dedicated website for Ireland in 2025. Currently, most Irish customers use Amazon sites based in the UK or other European countries. The company said the Irish site will mean that users will be able to avoid additional customs charges and currency conversion fees, and it will also lead to faster delivery and returns for many items. All right, over to you, Peter. Welcome to another episode of the CPG Guys podcast. Our co-hosts, Sri Rajagopalan and Peter V.S. Bond, explore how brands and retailers engage with consumers online, in-store, and everywhere in between. And now, here are Sri and Peter. Welcome back to this episode of the CPG Guys podcast. I'm, of course, Sri, the West Coast CPG Guy, and joining me, of course is the East Coast CPG guy, Mr. Peter, a.k.a. the Golden Voice himself, Peter Viespan. June, of course, is Pride Month in allyship of the LGBTQA plus community. Research, learn, and discover your own allyship journey. And now, the man himself, the VP of Commercial Strategy at Fetch Rewards, Mr. Bonds. How you doing today, man? Well, Sri, I'm a little... Uh... A little disappointed. I, I'm excited that you and I got to see two baseball games in the last couple of days. I'm disappointed that both our teams lost in the games we attended. But hey, still in first place, still on track, heading for the fall classic. 
and looking forward to some more baseball with you coming up this summer, right? Three games in a row, the starting pitching hasn't gone beyond three innings. A little worrisome, but the bats have carried us forward. Yesterday's game, the Yankee bats again were in full form. Still the number one team in baseball. Yankees won the follow-up game. Dodgers, unfortunately, did not. I'm sorry, Peter. But two games off, so it's too early in the season to really claim any victory. So thank you, Peter. Uh, before we get to our guests, let me remind our audience that all of our content may be found by visiting cpgguys.com on a browser. We have a brand new website with all sorts of rich content, including a merch store. Yeah, Peter and I actually have water bottles now. How about that? And episodes organized into themes like retail media and loyalty. Sign up there for a forthcoming newsletter. And by the way, there's a merch store because you told us you wanted T-shirts. You wanted to buy water bottles. We didn't do this because we're looking to make 20 bucks from a water bottle. Wait, we can make we can make money on that? I thought I had to price it at cost tree. I had no idea we were going to make any money on that stuff. Yes, we're a charity, Peter. So um, if you weren't already following us on LinkedIn, just enter CPG guys in the search box. When you get to LinkedIn, when you get to a page, simply click follow or the blue plus button. That way you'll see all of the content we are producing. And the best thing about it, there's no cost to you. We don't charge for this. We said 220-odd episodes ago, that 215-odd episodes ago, that this would be about the education and sharing journey, and it's going to stay that way for you, our listener. Remember to check out the FMCG Guys podcast hosted by our friends Daniel and Ephraim. They take the CPG Guys podcast format across the spawn. They speak to retail and FMCG luminaries from a European perspective across the Atlantic. All you got to do, go to a browser, visit fmcgguys.com. Peter and I are exceptionally proud that we are partners to Next Stop, a.k.a. the Network of Executive Women, whose mission it is to advance all women in business and to promote the cause of gender equality in career dev. Visit nextstopisnow.org slash cpgguys to learn more about this great group and in the middle of every Wednesday episode, you will find hidden an Easter egg on their upcoming seminars and events. And now for today's episode features none other than Catalina. Catalina focuses on real-time intelligence and rapid responsiveness to deliver personalized CPG marketing to decode shopper behavior and maximize consumer relationship, all at unparalleled scale. Because I said a lot, and those are a lot of words, especially real-time intelligence, rapid responsiveness, personalization, shopper behavior, consumer relationships to decompose all of that, finding, activating, understanding, and measuring audience. We have none other than Miss Stacy Hawes, the Chief Revenue Officer of Catalina. Join Peter and me in welcoming her to the podcast. Stacy, how are you today? Hi, Sri. Hi, Peter. Uh, thank you so much for having me, first of all. Happy to be here. Um, I'm doing great today. It's finally summer in Denver, so I'm hoping to get out and enjoy some of that uh, warm weather this afternoon and over the weekend. But I got to be honest, I'm a little panicked because I'm sending my daughter off to South Africa today. So I'm a bit of a mess this week for the first time sending one of my children out of the country alone. You know, this would be incomplete unless we asked you, why are you sending her to South? I'm guessing it's not to go to Kruger and see a safari. It's not. She's 15 and she's going uh, on a high school service trip for two weeks and they're going to build schools and uh, help build houses for, for the less fortunate. So it's a great program that she's getting to participate in. But as a mama, I'm a little nervous. Stacy, the CPG guys applauds you. We applaud your daughter for getting purpose and a mission in life at 15 years old. Yeah. Doing it as part of high school, those things get sticky. We pray for her and we wish her the best and we hope she has a safe trip. 
and she delivers the outcome all of you and the school is seeking as well. Thank you. Thank you for that, Stacey. So before we actually jump into the questions we've lined up for you today, uh, we'd love to ask you to let our audience know where on the web they can learn more about Catalina because I'm 1,000% sure, just like me, our audience is waiting to hear about everything exciting going on at Catalina because a lot of us still are thinking about Catalina in an old world, and today we're going to demystify and break those myths. And would you also give us a brief introduction to Catalina, please? Yes, you can find us on the web at www.catalina.com. Or you can email us for more information uh, at the end of this, results at Catalina.com. Those are our two ways to get in touch. And when you think about Catalina, I think you just said it, most people in our industry think about Catalina as the coupon company, which in fairness is our heritage. Close to 40 years ago, Catalina pioneered really the media and tech to deliver that one-to-one personal ad in one channel, and that was the in-store channel. But today, we leverage our extensive retail partner network where we get real-time data based on in-store purchases across both grocery and drugstores, and we combine that with many other rich data sets to enable and create a real-time shopper intelligence platform, which helps us deliver those ads now across multiple channels, in-store, digitally, CTV, uh, out of home. So I'm excited to share more about the evolution of our business with you today. Awesome, Stacy, And uh, we're going to get into all of that. And so I'm going to jump right in. But before that, let me remind our audience that everything you just said, including where the corporate website is, catalina.com, all of that can be found in the digital liner notes of our podcast. I'm also happy to tell you, you can also see it on the website. Go forward with a new and rich format website, all of that information. Stacy. so first, let's talk about you a little bit. Your career, of course, has quite a bit of experience in data, analytics, and Peter, and I love that because that is a training ground. I arrived from a couple of decades ago, and it leads all the way back to your years at Epsilon. And of course, I remember that fondly from my Pepsi days building a CRM. Take us through your career journey from DoubleClick to Catalina, Epsilon in between, and what prompted you to come here? What's the value proposition that makes it exciting for you? And why a career in data and analytics? Oh my gosh, that's a big question. How much time do we have? Uh, Let me start by saying I've been on the data and analytics side of what I consider the MarTech and adject industry for the majority of my career. I started out in the industry working for DoubleClick when we were a standalone company, really back in the early days. And I was one of the first in the first five years of DoubleClick, often referred to as the DoubleClick Mafia, because so many of us can be found across tech and media today. Uh, but DoubleClick was the creator and founder of the ad serving technology that fuels internet banner advertisings. And in 1999, they bought a data company called Abacus, which is a cooperative database. Ultimately, DoubleClick sold some of the assets they had off to Google, some went to private equity, and I ended up going by way of Abacus, which is really how I got grounded in the data side of the business. Some years later, we were purchased by Epsilon, and Epsilon continued to purchase more and more data assets, both survey, demographic data, transactional data, and ultimately, I became president of Epsilon's data practice for many years. So I've had the luxury to work across some of the largest brands in the world and some of the smallest brands um, in the United States to help them figure out how to leverage data to find new customers, retain their existing customer relationships, and really just gain a deeper understanding of who they are. 
In 2019, we ended up selling Epsilon to Publicis Group for $4.4 billion. And I stayed on with the company until last year, but was really ready for a new challenge. Fast forward, here I am at Catalina. Um, why Catalina? When I got a peek under the covers at really the rich, deterministic data sets that Catalina has in our arsenal, I was just excited to get my hands on it, candidly. We also have been on a new trajectory thanks to the significant digital transformation and innovation that we've gone through over the past few years and continue to go through, just as many of the brands that we partner with are. And it felt like an exciting time to me to join a company where data is at the core of everything we do. And I'm, I'm just excited to be here. From a data and analytics question, why data and analytics? It's really a great question. It's not like they taught that back in school, in my day anyway. But I'm just a marketer at heart and a bit of a nerd. So the intersection of marketing, technology, and data just excites me. And I love helping brands succeed. That's terrific, Stacey. And welcome to the CPG Guys podcast. We're very excited to have you here with us today. As Shri mentioned, Shri and I come from a data heritage as well. So you are in good company with the two of us. My question revolves around double-clicking down on what you mentioned both to a degree in your last answer with Shri, but certainly as you introduced Catalina, your company's probably best known for the uh, coupon printing machines that are attached to registers in retail stores. That was your channel. Would really like you to, now that you're on the inside, you have a better understanding can you walk us through how your business has been evolving over the last few years in particular and transforming into what I believe you referred to was a shopper intelligence platform? Yes, absolutely. Our legacy is in-store coupons um, printed, you know, in lane. And that was the original channel. So I like to think of Catalina as kind of the OG of one-to-one -one marketing. You know, we started that almost 40 years ago. And honestly, I'm personally on a mission to change the perception of Catalina in the market because today we are so much more than a coupon company. Over many years, the last five years you know, in particular, we've added in a robust portfolio of omni-channel media services, as well as a number of new data sets and data services that separate from our managed media business. Since our inception, you know, we've been a leader in shopper intelligence and we've extended our highly targeted media up what I'd call the proverbial marketing funnel beyond just in-store to now include additional channels and all digital, digital media. So programmatic, connected television, digital out of home. So in the last few years, while we were expanding our media channels, we also invested in a lot of data sets, as I mentioned. So we've, in addition to the deterministic data that we capture at point of sale through those loyalty cards, we've added things like ingredient data, lifestyle data, uh, media consumption habit data, geolocation, household panel. And we weave all of these data sets together to really have a knowledge set that includes virtually every household in the United States. And the unique knowledge set is at the core of everything we do and all of our activation. So by combining that rich deterministic data, which is all based on shopper transaction, with the deep data sets that we've invested in in the last few years, we really not only know what she buys as a consumer, 
We now know more about why she buys and what motivates her to buy, which helps us you know, with audience targeting, which we're going to get into quite a bit. And in addition, as we've expanded beyond selling directly to CPG and retail, we've had to make our business model more flexible. We were a fully managed service business, you know, when we started many years ago. But now that we're partnering with agencies on behalf of the brands that they support, as well as a lot of channel partners, we had to break our model apart a bit. So we still offer full service managed service campaigns, but we're also flexible and can sell more, I'll call it a la carte. If a client uh, wants to just take the data and do their own activation with someone else, we can provide just the data. If they want to execute a campaign and just have us come in on the back and do the measurement of that campaign, we can do that as well. And the beauty of having all that purchase uh, transactional data is we can provide the closed loop measurement across the full funnel. And that's really the differentiator for Catalina. How cool is that, that you started this conversation saying, look, your mission here for Catalina that you've kind of self-scripted and probably do in the industry is to kind of get the message out there that you're not this old coupon mechanism of a past life and there's so much more going on. And that's the spirit of my next question here on the CPG, guys. I want to help you decompose that and make sure our audience knows when to come to you. So let's decompose that. I picked the very mission statement of yours. You know, of course, I've already declared that my memory serves devices in store offering coupons. And I've worked with you guys in past lives doing this. Um, so now you're talking about using real-time intelligence, rapid responsiveness, and delivering personalized CPG marketing to actually get to the analytics part of it, which is decoding shopper behavior, maximizing that one-on-one consumer relationship. But you also talk about unparalleled scale. Give us a scoop. What does it mean to brands? Why are you a leader? Why are you a good choice? Yeah. Well, we're a leader in the space because Catalina really has a deeper understanding because of that vast data that we sit on and how that influences shopping behavior because we get that purchase history. So we have purchase data on virtually every household in the United States that we receive in real time from point of sale. And that is some of the richest data that that you can have your hands on. So we leverage that data to deliver super highly targeted campaigns on behalf of our clients. And again, I mentioned the closed loop measurement because we can provide closed loop measurement as well as in-flight optimization, we can really improve results on the fly to help drive ROI or superior ROI. And we help brands really of all sizes and sophistication uh, grow their sales and drive return on ad spend or ROI, whatever their metric is. And I was mentioning our flexibility now. So many of our clients come to us for the full managed ecosystem, uh, which is, is fantastic. But some need just precision custom audiences from us, or some want just that measurement, as I said, on the back end, and we can do that too. But we can really help brands manage all aspects of the purchase funnel from brand awareness to in-store purchase. So upper funnel brand awareness to you know the lowest funnel in-store conversions. And we can do it by offering anonymized household level insights, um, precision audiences, hard to reach audiences, things like gluten avoiders, channel and retailer agnostic activation across a number of different digital channels plus the in-store, and the delivery of those highly targeted ads and offers and measure it on the back end. And 
And I think I mentioned once or twice that we can do that in real time. That's terrific, Stacey. And uh, kudos on the capability to identify audiences based upon their purchasing behavior. And, and what I hear you saying is you can use these deterministic data sets along with information about the products, the fact that this is gluten-free. You can probably systematically score households on whether they are living a gluten-free lifestyle or a non-GMO lifestyle based upon those products, and you can target them. That is much more meaningful than someone having answered a demographic question, because I think we've talked about this ad nauseum on this podcast. Income as a demographic is not an indication of a propensity to buy. It's only an indication of a capacity to buy. Yeah. And what you're really getting at is propensity signals. I heard that loud and clear. So in order to do that, I've got to find the right audience. So my question to you is around discussing the concept of find. What are your capabilities at Catalina in helping brands find those desired audiences? What does a client need to bring to you to help achieve this objective? And what are you best qualified to do at Catalina to help them find the audience they really need to talk to? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, first of all, we realize that many, if not all brands, come to us and to anybody in the uh, ecosystem with a notion of who their ideal target audience is based on what they know about their own customers. And I would say just in my 20 plus year career on the data side of the business, the vast majority of brands, I hate to say it, aren't quite right with their definition of who their target audience is. So given the treasure trove of data that we collect, we can help brands find the right audience. And it's really best highlighted through an example. So let me give an example or two. Uh, we work with a carbonated soft drink brand. I'm going to not name names. You can guess which one of the two it is. Um, who believed that when they launched the small 10-ounce cans, that they were being bought by moms for kids' lunches. But when we dug in and looked at it from the purchase history side, we found out that they were actually bought by higher-income single people for entertaining purposes. So you can imagine the differences in how you would reach an audience, talk to an audience, message, creative, offer, you know, a mom for kids lunches versus a single person higher income for entertaining. That That's one good example. Another might be um, we work with a beauty soap bar brand. Um, they wanted to target a competitive soap. And our data mostly aligned with who they thought their target audience was, but not exactly. And they didn't know something about their target competitive brand, which was the buyers of that brand made materially less money. They spent less annually on the brand and they bought more discounted items in their shopping basket and had a different ethnicity. So the deterministic in combination with some of that lifestyle data is really what brought that to life. And that data insight then allowed that brand to think about the right type of value offers that they needed to be able to drive trial for that brand. So it's it's an art and a science, but one that, that we can really help brands uncover nuggets of insight for. So why are we best qualified to help brands find the right audience? Um, it's because we're able to dig in at that very granular level. 
and build customized audiences using those real-time insights and that purchase data in combination with everything else we've got to update that. We see over 2 billion UPCs per day through our in-store network. So just the quantity, the vast quantity of data that we're able to bring to bear to help drive what that finding the right audience is, you know, is unparalleled with us. And real-time insights are so important now because brands saw consumer behavior change a lot during the pandemic. And think about now with inflation as purchase behavior is yet again shifting. And it's not shifting from last month. It's shifting from last week as gas prices are hitting $5 a gallon, you know, across the country. So you've got to be moving as fast as the consumer is moving. And we can help do that with the real-time data. And you asked also what's required from a brand to find the right audiences. Brands really need to trust the data that, that we at Catalina have to help identify the best audience and take some of that guesswork out of finding it. That's really the, the critical first step. And then the other thing that the brands need to do is be sure and concisely define their objectives for each and every campaign because their objectives for each campaign are not always the same. So whether it's trying to acquire new shoppers, maximize purchases with their most loyal clients, or retain shoppers who we may be seeing are starting to show signs of churn. Um, so one of the things we're seeing right now with our data is this uh, movement towards private label. You know, as consumers are fighting inflation and pulling a bit back on discretionary spend, they're looking for more price and cost effective products to sell. So we're seeing some loyal customers attrite to private label brands. Wow. A lot going on for sure. Uh, but let me remind our audience that we're speaking with Stacey Halls, the Chief Revenue Officer of Catalina. So in the previous question, we talked about finding the right audience. Not every brand gets it right. Many still aren't getting it right. You talked about how to bring it together and get to that very right audience. I'll assume now brands are working to do that, getting towards the right audience. But you still have to understand the audience so you get the right activation, aka the right campaigns. So how do you help brands understand what these different audiences are and you mentioned brand struggle, even in that example of beverages, <clears throat> you're encountering those that are don't have it perfect. Why do brands struggle with this? <laughs> There's a lot in that question. Um, but what I'll start with is, I mean, all roads really lead back to the data. You know, we know who's buying and we know what they're buying. So the way we best help brands understand their audience is through the lens of that real-time uh, purchase data. And they need to understand that there are many different pockets of buyers across their, their database. They have the most loyal buyers who tend to be their most valuable. There's likely triers out there that we can find new customers who are likely to try because they're buying a similar product in their category, but not from them. Those that might soon attrite or defect from the brand, we can start to see that activity because of those scans that we see in store every day. And once you know those different segments of who the right audience is, you have to speak to them differently and reach them differently based on their preferences. 
that could be channel preferences. Maybe they prefer, some still prefer that in-store coupon. Maybe they've gone mostly digital and they want to see most of their advertising pop up on their phones or on their computers. So by understanding some of the media consumption habits of consumers, you can start to dig into what channel may, you know, help them as well. And we really understand the nuances of different buyers and different behaviors. We talked about the gluten-free buyer earlier. You know, we can get as granular as looking at a gluten-free buyer versus an organic food buyer. Um, big difference. We can start to understand brand loyalists versus switchers. Um, heavy category buyers, you know, are another one. Sugar avoiders, who buy soft drinks in the store, which consumers are price sensitive, you name it. You know, we can get at those really granular, nuanced behaviors, you know, by digging into the data. And we use that data to reveal common linkages across them and turn them into actionable audiences. So why do brands struggle with this? Um, most brands do because they often only have one lens that they're looking through, and that's generally their own first-party data. Or worse, they may not even have a view into their first-party data. So without that additional lens of what they buy from others, as well as some of that lifestyle, demographic data. Peter, you mentioned demographics by themselves aren't a good indicator, but they can help start to form the motivations and that combined with the lifestyle data, et cetera, can help define some of the motivations behind it. So it's that combo of purchase and motivation that gives us the 360 degree view, if you will, you know, it's really a full view of who a brand's customers really are. And we can also build those predictive models to indicate who's likely to buy and to convert. Um, and so we help them understand their target audience in that way as well. But, you know, I'm a big fan of examples. So let me give another example. Um, again, keeping names out of this. A brand in the yogurt category decided to pull back on their trade promotions recently. And when they did, they saw their volume decline by 18%. Based on the purchase data that we have, we were able to show them that 60% of that decline that they saw was coming from their high loyals category of buyers. So their most valuable customers who they assumed would stick with the brand without any promotions are the ones who were attriting the most. But our data and our data scientists were able to find that a subset of those high loyals are really price sensitive shoppers. And that's the group that drove the most decline. And knowing that we were able to partner with the yogurt company to help them pull together another campaign to bring those high loyals back to the brand through a promotion. That has got some resonance with me, Stacy. Thank you. Um, so audience activation. We'd really like you to start detailing all the ways in which Catalina plays a role in the activation, following the right audience identification and then an understanding. And I agree with you, by the way, I did want to mention that I agree with you that demographics have value in offering contextual information. It's been my experience that starting with demographics to segment is an inefficient way to do things, particularly when you have such 
incredibly rich first-party transaction data. So that's always the best way to start. Then you use the demographics to add context to the behavioral segments you created. But would really like for you to talk to us about how you get involved in activation beyond just giving an offer. Is there a role that you play in precision-optimized messaging even? Where is Catalina going in terms of the activation capabilities? Yeah. You know, you said it. Once we understand who the right audience is, which is the foundation of, of anything we do and the starting point of any campaign that, that we activate um, or, or even just provide an audience for, we now can help our brands activate across the full funnel, um, really the full funnel of the consumer journey from their trips into the store to what they're doing digitally through programmatic and now through connected television, as well as through digital out of home. So we've got some really rich activation channels. So a brand can come to us and work with us. I, I mentioned this at the beginning from a managed media perspective, where we do everything from finding the audience to activating the media to measurement on the back end. And what's most differentiated about activating with Catalina is that all of our channels are connected. So we have the ability now to orchestrate the media for the most efficient media plan so we can deliver on that true omni-channel experience. So I'd say that's one of the very unique things that we've got in the market when activating across multiple channels. And you asked about shaping the messaging. For us, it's more about leveraging the data to help them find the right audience segments so that they can put the right message in front of them and then do that through the right media. So we can optimize along the way to help maximize performance. And, and we do some of that through um, multi-touch attribution, through the in-flight optimization I mentioned. But we're not crafting the message. We're honing in on the right audience segment and then partnering with our brands as they come up with the right messaging or the right offer for that particular audience segment. And finally, I think you were asking about precision-optimized messaging. And, and, and yes, when you can access real-time data like we at Catalina can, we can do this. But I'll tell you, it, it's difficult, and brands have to be ready to act swiftly. Um, they have to be able to change direction mid-campaign, and that may be changing the creative that a certain segment sees based on what we're seeing, you know, working in the market. It may be changing the offer in real time and possibly even going back and changing the audience definition. So it can be done. It's sophisticated, and not all of the brands that we work with really have the capability or the ability to execute on it quite yet. But I think that that's really the holy grail for marketers and brands is to be able to take real-time information, change their campaigns on the fly to maximize the return of that campaign. Speaking of holy grail, the other holy grail of marketing and brands is loyalty or repeat purchases. How do you get a shopper, a consumer to come back again and again and again? So how does Catalina help convert a lower funnel actual shopper into a fan that actually becomes loyal to the brand, comes back again and again, and truly gets the repeat cycle going. Yeah. 
you know, as I mentioned, we have solutions for the brands across really the, the full funnel. And a lot of getting lower funnel purchasers to become fans or loyalists starts with identifying the right group or segment or audience for the brand and then bringing them more upper funnel through more awareness type tactics as well. And I'm going to illustrate this through another example. I think that that this example, it will be pretty enlightening. Um, So we did a campaign for a healthy frozen pizza brand. And they wanted to find the most efficient way to drive awareness, educate consumers, incent trial, and drive loyalty. So we helped develop an omni-channel, what we call a sequential approach, that we said we're going to combine two channels. So in this instance, we chose Connected TV as the upper funnel awareness channel with the in-store promotion. So tying the upper funnel to the lower funnel. We used our real-time insights to identify the brand's most relevant shoppers, including those that had lapsed from their brand, and competitive buyers, so those that were identified as buying in the competitive category. So step one, finding the right audience. And then the brand used Connected TV to build awareness and followed it up with the sequential part of the campaign using a high-value incentive. So once the target audience started to see the ad on the television, so here comes the activation, we started to read and listen. So the beauty of what Catalina can really do is serve media and sit back and listen after each exposure. So in this case, we served an ad on TV and we said, did she buy through the store, through the in-store network? No, she didn't buy. We served her another television ad and sat back and listened again. Did she buy? If she had bought, because we saw her come through one of our stores in our network, we'd suppress her from getting an additional television exposure. If she hadn't bought again, we served her another TV ad. After three times, if she didn't buy, the next time we saw her in store, we served her up a coupon for a free full price pizza. And then on that loyalty part, once that consumer came back to redeem the coupon for the full price pizza, we then targeted her again with another offer at a lower dollar amount to prompt them to try the brand again and to keep coming back. So you can hopefully see through this example where we're tying both lower and upper funnels together, measuring across the funnel. And driving high return on ad spend on the front end and optimizing along the way because we're listening in between each ad exposure and acting in real time. So hopefully that that helps bring it some clarity. Wow. Uh, What I heard there, Shri, was full funnel and multi-channel touch points to drive that uh, engagement and convert someone to your point from being a purchaser to being a, a brand fan by hitting them at exactly the right point with the right message. And if one message doesn't work, find a different one. And if one channel doesn't work, you find another one. And eventually you work towards that. That's terrific. Um, of course, all of this is wonderful, Stacy. But what's going to get a brand excited is your ability to prove that it actually moved the needle. 
getting to ROI. So let's talk about metrics as our last question of the day. Um, what do you provide to brands to help them measure the success of their work with you? You know, what short-term real-time and how do you help them optimize their programs going forward so that they know that going forward on a long-term basis, their investment in Catalina is well worth uh, what they've put down in terms of what return it delivers back to the brand. Yeah. You know, we're measuring all the time and we're measuring in many different ways. And as I've said, brands no longer need to wait until the completion of a campaign to measure and optimize. I mean, so that's the old, you know, kind of circle that we would used to go through. It's like find the audience, deliver them the media, um, measure did it work, rinse and repeat and do it over and over again. But we can do that in flight now um, because we've developed the, the fastest most granular attribution measurement for the CPG industry through what we call our Hub360 platform. And what that does is it enables us to optimize CPG brand performance at grocery, drug, and retail stores with tools that really span every part of the strategic planning process. If that's on the insights gathering side or the audience targeting side, to the in-flight measurement side. So that Hub360 is really our real-time insights and measurement platform that can help us with the entire media planning process. And inside that tool, we're able to compare audiences. We're able to do that in-flight measurement. And based on that, we can deliver actionable performance results and insights across channels at such a granular level, and it's tied deterministically to those buyer purchases, you know, that it's really a set, it's, it's a truth set at that point. So it will help brands and marketers make real-time decisions to change the trajectory of a campaign mid-flight. And we can do this for our clients that activate through Catalina, but we can also provide just that service to brands who are activating elsewhere and want a neutral third party to come in and do some of that measurement and attribution on the back end. But it's the ability to measure across channels that lets our clients know what's working, what's not working, what needs tweaking. And it's ultimately what keeps them coming back to Catalina. You know, Stacy lived the true job of a true revenue officer that declared a message up front. Let me decompose Catalina's mission and not keep it in the boxes. Many in the industry think of like a coupon company, as you said, right up front, right? You hit up how to find the right audience and what you do there. Once you find the right audience, how you activate against the right audience. Understanding is important. We closed it out with loyalty, et cetera, and now metrics for success, et cetera. So let me remind our audience of this, that the fact that you can find all our content on, by going to a browser and typing cpgguys.com on the browser. If you think your company has some thought leadership to contribute to our community discussion, do drop us an email at contact at cpgguys.com and maybe we can see if you can join us on the podcast. We would like to have ratings and reviews. The reason we do them, ratings tell us whether we're doing our work or not here running this podcast. The actual review tells us what you'd like to see, you save the show, who you'd like to come on, what topics you'd like. And now you can do that by going to our website cpgguys.com on the navigation bar up top you'll find a link just for this 
the episode will be remiss if I don't thank our follower base now about to hit 14K. The love y'all show us is why this keeps growing and we have great guests that come to the podcast such as Stacy from Catalina today. So Stacy, I want to say thank you for coming here and sharing your wisdom of Catalina's latest endeavors as well as the new Catalina here on the CPG guest. Thank you so much, Sri and Peter. It was a lot of fun sharing the evolution of Catalina. Hopefully you in the audience now know we are so much more than a coupon company. We, we've broken out of the coupon box and we're an omni-channel um, activation and measurement company. So I really appreciate the opportunity to share that today. Peter, let me thank you for joining me today. But before we do that, Peter, I'd love for you to summarize your learnings off Catalina from Stacey. Yeah, Shri, there's no question this episode today, we shattered the conception, the historical conception that Catalina is simply that paper coupon machine attached to registers. They really are a shopper intelligence platform. They have deterministic data sets. They help you understand not only what she's buying, but why she buys. They can help develop propensity signals. They've moved from being just a managed service business to being much more flexible so that you can take the data and use it to activate somewhere else. You can activate yourself and use them to do the measurement. You can really cross the entire funnel. You know, we love to talk about full funnel capabilities on this podcast. They're delivering against that and they're doing it using data from basically almost every U.S. household. That's just incredibly powerful. But for brands to understand and use this effectively, they've got to trust the data, not trust their gut. Uh, and they need to concisely define the objectives because that's going to help them target the right audiences and ultimately craft the right activation and be able to activate multiple channels. Just this is really, really an interesting conversation. Uh, it's so great to know that Catalina has moved to a new level in its ability to help brands reach customers and engage them towards building uh, longer loyalty. Thank you for that, Peter. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you, Catalina, for joining us. Let me remind our audience, we'll be back soon on another episode of the CPG Guys. The content in this podcast episode is provided for general informational purposes only. By listening to our episode, you understand that no information contained in this episode should be construed as advice from CPG Guys LLC or the individual author, hosts, or guests, nor is it intended to be a substitute for research on any subject matter. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by CPG Guys LLC. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. The views expressed by CPG Guys LLC do not represent the views of their employers or the entity they represent. CPG Guys LLC expressly disclaims any and all liability or responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, special, consequential, or other damages arising out of any individual's use of reference to or inability to use this podcast or the information we present in this podcast.